Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Not-So-Experts. My name is Avery Nelson, joined by my good friend and co-host, Taylor Mooney. Taylor, how are you today? Uh, been better, for sure, man. Uh, got a text today, uh, Saban has COVID, and then I got on Twitter, and I was like, well, damn it, Saban actually has COVID this time. Uh, yep. Good news, I guess. Mild symptoms. It's obviously not a serious case. He's in super good shape. Um, he's not really in the striking the striking distance of COVID, statistically at least. Um, so, you know, I guess on the health front, he's he's fine uh, from everything that I've seen, but he's not going to coach Saturday. Uh, and what is fastly turned into the lamest Iron Bowl uh of my lifetime probably years too i assume yeah it's uh i mean you know it's already it's already a bit of a letdown just in general considering uh no fan you know, limited fans obviously yeah. atmosphere is going to be significantly uh different as well as like you no know, tailgating all of that so it's already like that's a bit lame but like it's the iron bowl i can get excited uh and then yeah i i uh Woke up and uh, was scrolling through Twitter and saw that Saban had COVID and doesn't seem to be a false positive. It seems for real this time. Like you said, uh, looks like their mi- symptoms are mild. That's good. We obviously wish Sa- Coach Saban the best um, and, and hope that he recovers uh, quickly. But, yeah, it looks like uh, pretty much confirmed he will not be coaching uh, from the sidelines on Saturday. It is officially, for real this time, the Sark Show. I saw I saw a funny tweet and it was from uh, Luke Ratliff uh, and it was a picture of the Pope and it said Saban on his way to coach the Iron Bowl and he was in his little uh, his little like glass car Pope mobile. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Pretty funny, but um, yeah, he's not going to coach. Uh, Sark's going to coach. Um, you know, not still honestly not overly worried about this um, in the sense that Alabama is the significantly better team here. Um, I, you know, they're 25-point favorites, not because Saban's coach. I mean, obviously Saban's coaching has a lot to do with this, but um, I mean, Alabama's better in all three phases of the game. Um, and hot take here, but I would, I would take Sarkeesian as my head coach over uh, over Gus Bus, and so um, I mean I know that's a hot take, but I think the ceiling is a lot higher with Sark. But anyway, um, I've got a lot of trust in Sarkisian to manage this game well. I think it's going to be fine, um, and I think if you're an Alabama fan, you would rather this happen now than uh, in the SEC title game week or uh, in the playoffs. So. If it's going to happen, at least it's happening now, I guess, um, if you're trying to be positive about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's – um, and, like, you know, like you said, uh, Sark and uh, – Sark's probably the best uh, backup head coach you could probably ask for. I mean, he's he was highly successful at Washington. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
he did he did uh, relatively well at USC and obviously was fired for other reasons, you know, and, and that this has all been talked about. But ba- bottom line, we're pretty lucky to have a guy like Steve Sarkeesian as our backup head coach. I don't know that many programs can say that uh, across the country. And like, you know, at the end of the day, I does it change a lot? I don't know. I I feel like with the kind of staff Saban's built, the amount of head coach analysts or former head coaches that are currently analysts on the staff, like about as prepared as a coaching staff could be as far as experience goes. Yeah. And, and another thing to add to this, since Alabama's down Saban, they get to actually add another coach to the staff for this game. So they'll be able, I'm not sure what analyst they're going to snag, but they can move an analyst to an on field position uh, for this game because of the, the COVID ordeal. So, um, you know, will it be Butch Jones? Will it be Charlie Strong? You know, who will it be? We don't know. Um, will it be Major Applewhite? I mean, who knows, you know? So, um, but, but regardless, all those dudes have head coaching experience. Um, they all have coordinator experience. I mean, the, the experience on this staff is kind of a joke uh, when you line it up and compare it to other people. So, I mean, the structure's in place for this to be fine, and you know that Saban has prepared for this. Um, And so that's, you know, it sucks, but it is what it is, and let's just go ahead and get out of the way, I guess, Uh, and and just kind of see how it goes. But it it definitely puts a damper on it for me. Yeah, me too. Um, And it's the first time we'll have taken the field without Coach Saban since uh, 06. Uh, 06, man, that is crazy. That is crazy. I was I was talking to uh, our buddy Grant about this earlier, and he was like, "I mean, this is kind of an audition for Sarkeesian." Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and you know we've been talking about this. I you know I think Sarkeesian, and originally I didn't. I think Sarkeesian could be, um, you know, vying for the Alabama job when all said and done. Whenever, uh, if and when, you know. Well, I guess more like when Saban doesn't coach at Alabama anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, Sarkeesian continues to stay at Alabama and collect his fat ass salary. Um, then, you know, I guess maybe we will. Um, I, I, I just think he can throw his name in the hat here, to be honest with you. I mean, I really, I really do. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, whether or not he stays at Alabama until that day comes or whether or not he moves on to another head coaching position and uh, potentially comes back right. down the line, I don't know. He's going to have offers left and right. Um, Especially if he kicks Auburn's ass in this game. I mean, dude. Yeah, he's at the top of uh, just about every coaching search uh, in the country, as far as I can tell. It's it's not it's not a uh, you know if he gets a job it's does he want to go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's does he feel like that's the right fit? You know, like South Carolina. I know South Carolina is really high on him. They have him really high on the list. Um, and then you know, say Tennessee fires uh, Pruitt. Although to be fair, do you go back to an Alabama assistant? Like, or do you even like? Does that matter? I don't know. Uh, you know. Philip Fulmer wants to screw Alabama any way he can. I guess we'll see. Um, as far as the actual game goes, I still um, – the best prognosis I've seen for Tank, uh, Tank Bigsby at Auburn, is uh, questionable. 
Right. Um, so in my, you know, when this drops, it looks like, you know, at best he'll be a bang, they'll have a tank, a, a banged up tank, a uh, couple dents in him, if you will. Uh, you know, and and that's that is that he's what makes their offense go. Like Seth Williams is the best player on their offense, but Tank is what makes the offense go. Um, and to be quite honest, I'm not really worried about Seth Williams because Pat Sertain is going to d his ass up. You know, he's going to do Pat Sertain things, and um, you know, if if they don't have a healthy Tank, I think they're going to struggle to move the ball on us consistently enough to make it a game. Um, I know we kind of talked about this um, on the last podcast a little bit, but um, again, 25 points spread for a reason. Yeah, 24 and a half now, Taylor. Yeah. So yeah. you want to be exact. But yeah, basically, um, Alabama is a significantly better team. The only question being, how does the defense handle an offense like Auburn's that's in, in reality very basic, but in practice? a lot of motion, a lot of window dressing, and something that Alabama's defense has struggled with. I mean, Ole Miss, uh, Lane Kiffin's offenses uh, thrive on window dressing and eye candy, and, I mean, they put on a show against this defense. Now, the defense has gotten better over the season. It's now, like we mentioned last uh, earlier this week, the best scoring defense in the country somehow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to – or maybe we didn't mention that in the podcast, yeah, but is we were – Yes, SEC. And the SEC, excuse me. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, a three point performance in a shutout have skewed that stat a little bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I I mean I haven't done the math, but I I yeah I, uh, our our uh, earlier season performances I've yet to let go of those and say we've moved past those. So and I think this actually, um, and I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast or if. Uh, if I've maybe texted you about it, I think this is the perfect uh, preview, the perfect warm-up game for the SEC championship game because it's an off. I mean, it, they're obviously not the same type. There's not the same type of talent on Auburn's offense that there is with Florida, but you kind of get in a, a prep week and a game against a team that runs a lot of motion tries to spread the ball out. Now, obviously, Auburn, again, doesn't have the same athletes and doesn't quite spread the ball out as much as Florida. But it's at the very least, uh, it's better than playing, say, Kentucky. You know, Kentucky has nothing to do with uh, the way, like, they don't run anywhere near a similar offense to Florida, whereas I believe Auburn's is is, uh, somewhat more similar, although I think they they throw the ball downfield a lot more, um, whether that's due to a quarterback, having a quarterback can do that. But I, I really appreciate this as an opportunity to warm up for the SEC championship game and uh, get the defense kind of in a zone where they can uh, play just more solid fundamental football. Because at the end of the day, if you do that, we have all the talent in the world. Uh, let everything else fall into place. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's – I mean, I think that's what, you know, everybody is going to be looking at here. Um in terms of, you know, is Alabama's defense actually better um, as the stats show? And, um, you know, I I guess I'm anxious to see it. Um, If they show up and and hold Auburn somehow to, like, less than 17 or something to that effect, um, I'll come out and say that this defense is 
is somewhat, you know, legit and improved. Um, pessimistically, I don't think they'll do that. Um, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's really what I'm going to be focused on because, uh, the offense is going to move the football. I mean, Alabama's offense is going to move the football on anybody that they play. Um, they've got the best offensive line in the country. They've got arguably the best running back in the country. Mac Jones obviously is in the Heisman race. Uh, and then you've got, you know, Mechie and Smitty. I, you know, I, I just don't know how you stop that. Um, and so they're going to move the football. That's not really a question. Um, you know, we'll we'll just I, I like to take a wait and see approach with this defense, um, and and that's just kind of where I am with them. Unfortunately, like I know statistically they're a top ten defense, but damn, like at times they look good, and at times it, it makes you want to bang your head up against the wall. I mean, just to be just to be quite frank, and I understand that we're not going to have dominant defenses. Uh, of old anymore but but they just look out of place sometimes and they don't they don't tackle well sometimes you know it's, yeah and I think that's that's a major issue uh especially in this game when you can t- like say okay tank tank Bigsby like you said at best is going to be limited I think and yeah. I think that is the the um consensus uh like I, I kind of uh decision that everybody's kind of looking at at the moment uh, as we speak on Wednesday. Yeah. So they're going to have to rely more on Sean Shivers. Um, and he's a guy who can make people miss in the open field very easily. I'm not looking forward to that shit. If I'm exactly. Being, I mean, they, they use him a little bit weird um, in the sense that I think they should use him more traditionally. Like I know he's super fast, but I don't know. Like, I think he can make plays in a bunch of different ways, and I think they limit him. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if they, get him, if they get him the ball in space, like, we're probably going to struggle. Um, Which they're so, going to find ways to do. I mean, they're going to build They're going to build their entire I – mean, I mean, it's uh, as far as I can tell, they're going to build their entire offensive game plan around – and, of course, again, don't come here for the X's and O's, but – you're going to want to get the hand, ball out of Bonix's hands as quickly as possible, and you don't want him throwing downfield consistently. Because like you said, I think – I agree that um, Pat Sertain and, and Josh Job are going to, for the most part, like hold it down on Seth Williams. I think without Seth Williams, then you got um, Schwartz, Anthony Schwartz, who yeah. is, isn't re- – I mean, they, give, they go like downfield with him once or twice a game. But uh, for the most part, they just get him quick passes in open space. And I think that's going to be the whole game plan because their offensive line is is not very good this year, especially in the pass protection. And so Alabama is, especially if they try to have any plays that kind of develop a little bit slower, Alabama is going to be after Bo Nix. And when he's under pressure or even thinks he's under pressure, he struggles. And so I think they're going to try to avoid that at all costs. I mean, you know, I don't think it takes a genius to come up with that game plan. Um, so I could definitely see, you know, them getting Sean Shivers in space, getting Anthony Schwartz in space and just getting the ball to them and saying, let's see what you can do. Can you tackle them? You know, hundred percent, man. And so then it's, then, like you said, it comes down to, well, can our linebackers tackle, which has been very hit or miss this season. Sometimes, sometimes I'm impressed, but yeah, I, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of me yelling at guys to get off blocks, uh, guys to, to kind of blow up plays and, and I don't know, but bottom line, if we can, if we can get them into second and long, 
Third, if we can get him behind the sticks, I think we have a very good shot. Um, yeah. I am fully expecting uh, at least twice for them to run a, a blatantly obvious Bo Nix quarterback draw and for us to absolutely whiff on it. Yeah, I, you know, another thing I'm looking for in this game, I just got this Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> I want to I see how many times it tells me to breathe. <laughs> That's actually, we need to get an over-under on that going. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll tweet that out and, and just see, um, you know, what people think. But really I, I'm going to say probably three or four times, you know, going to tell me to just breathe and i'm and i might throw the watch you know i might just throw my brand new watch so i'd i'd suggest you stick to throwing your hat yeah whatever. pretty good at that let's just stick to throwing the hat all right yeah i'll i'll, I'll yeah i'm not gonna throw my watch but I, I might throw a hat who knows okay that's fine i've seen you throw a hat many a time and that's okay we'll be in a public place watching the game so i won't be able to act like too much of an asshole um well yeah. Shut up. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Um, Never seen Taylor act an ass in public, folks. Confirm. Never. I, I keep it together. True. Uh, <laughs> what uh? What's your score prediction? Uh, let's. Do you want to just like kind of parlay this into the battle for the bottle since we are including the Iron Bowl in the battle for oh. the bottle this, this week? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's just shoot right into the picks. All right. Um, we'll start. We'll start with the Iron Bowl here since we're already on on topic. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. Uh, I, I'm out, I'm out in California, uh, having Thanksgiving with a few friends and, and, uh, my girlfriend and one of them texted me and they just shut down restaurants out here. And, uh, one of, uh, our friends texted us and was like, Hey, where y'all want to watch the iron bowl since we can't like do a restaurant. And I was like, well, you know, I was already planning on Auburn scoring 40, uh, and blacking out anyway. So wherever, wherever will do for me. Um, <laughs> And I don't know if they're going to score 40, but I honestly am scared shitless of how our defense is going to perform this week. Uh, and without Saban, for that, I mean, it's just a mental thing. Like, do I think we'll cover without Saban? I don't know anymore. It's like a, it's like you have your security blanket taken away. And so um, it's a really tough one for me. I've, I've thought very little about it because I just don't like it. But we're at home. And I think that is going to be crucial. And I think even though it will be a limited crowd, uh, they will make some noise uh, because it's the Iron Bowl. They're they're gonna they're gonna get up for it. So I'm looking for our offense to absolutely go off. Uh, I'm expecting 55 from the offense. I'm expecting a 50 piece. All right, all right. Um, and then I think Auburn's gonna have a decent day. But I mean, I don't know. I'll go I'll go 24 for Auburn. So uh, so Bama covers. By a touchdown, 55-24. I like it. I think I'm gonna go um, 52 to 28 um, which Super would put us, which would put us like right at. That would be not covering, or would that be covering? What did you just say? 52-28. Was that 24 points? I'm not. I'm not doing live math here, buddy. I think 28. It is 24 points, so we cover by the hook. Yeah, I yeah, I think they'll score 28, but I just really don't think they stop us. Um, so, you know, I, I'm with you. 50 burger in the Iron Bowl um, wouldn't be the first 50 burger we saw. Um, the last Iron Bowl we actually watched in person together was a 50 burger. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. 
Uh, I fully, but, I fully expect our offense to have a day. Yeah, I do too. Um, I want Sark to get disrespectful with it. True. I mean, did you see what Bo Nix said about uh, Mac? What do you say? Hold on, I have to. I want to find the exact quote here. Um, I was listening because... to the talks today, and they said that he ruffled some feathers, and I was like, I don't even want to hear it because I'll, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight Bo Nix. Here we go. Uh, Bo Nix on Mac Jones. He does a great job managing the game, getting the the ball to the players around him. Obviously, he's got a great running back, great offensive line, great receivers. That helps a lot. What a punk ass bitch, dude! <laughs> what a punk ass bitch! Like Mac's gonna blow it up. It's game over, dude. Disrespectful with him, and Mac Jones is gonna gonna flip our Knicks off. I want I want Mac Jones to do some disrespectful shit also. I want some double birds. I want some hate. I want some hate in this rivalry. All right, because I'm sick of it just being like, oh, I don't know. I want to get. I want to get. Uh, I want to get some double birds in here. Uh, yeah, me too, man. Uh, yeah, me too. I, yeah. I, I'm fired up now. It's not the lamest Iron Bowl ever. Uh, I think one of the lamest is now one of the ones that Tommy beat us. The sixth one. Oh uh, man. Uh, I was at the fifth, not the sixth. Lucky me. Lucky you, pal. What are what are the next games on All the right. So we both take Alabama to cover the next game on the slate. It's a very rough weekend, but we have one more top 25 matchup. Number five, Notre Dame, giving five points at number 25, North Carolina. Five is pretty low, but I, I think Notre Dame – Notre Dame ekes it out by seven to ten. Yeah, I, um, I've, I've watched this North Carolina team a decent bit. They suck. With with some, um, you know, uh, reason to watch when I am watching. And they have never uh, impressed me. Every time I've watched, there, and, and except for maybe once, but, like, they blew, they, like, absolutely came out flat against Florida State and got smashed. You know, they lost to North Carolina State, uh, which was just, like, how are you? It was, like, 17-15 or some shambolic score like that. And I think this – wait, did I say number five, Notre Dame? I'm sorry, number two, Notre Dame. Number two. Number Notre two, Dame. excuse me. The playoff the playoff rating, rankings have come out, folks. They are number two. Um, and I I think Notre Dame covers as well. I don't I don't see – I think this is uh, – oh, North Carolina's at home. Give them some points. Um, but I think that's misleading. And I just think Notre Dame's a much better team here, and they are going to dominate. Uh, that's just what I expect. So – we both take Notre Dame there. Uh, egg Bowl time. It is the it is the Lane Kiffin versus Mike Leach Egg Bowl. Finally. What a game! Wow. Uh, Mike Leach's Mississippi State Bulldogs coming off a battle against JT Daniels as Georgia nearly pulled off the upset um, at Ole Miss. Ole Miss giving nine and a half. Taylor, what do you uh, think? I'll take Mississippi State here, actually. Um, and the reason being, I, I think their offense played a lot better last week. Um, their defense ain't bad. Um, it's not half bad, at least. It's a lot better than Ole Miss's defense. Not that I think they stop them a ton. Um, but, you know, Ole Miss is not going to stop Mississippi State, I don't think. Um, it's going to be the main thing here. And it looks like Mississippi State may be – Figured something out last week against Georgia. They're playing a significantly better defense. Um, I, I think Ole Miss wins, but I think it's a lot closer than nine and a half. Not a lot. I think it's a little bit closer than nine and a half. 
Okay. Uh, One possession game. Nine and a half gives me space for that 10-point backdoor cover. Uh, I think Lane Kiffin loves this kind of spot in a rivalry game against uh, a coach that's probably going to say something to annoy Lane midweek. I haven't seen anything yet, but, I mean, it's the Egg Bowl. I'm fully expecting this to get silly. Um, but I think Ole Miss's offense just goes absolutely bananas against a god-awful Mississippi State defense. I don't think they're as bad as you say they are, but... I think they're pretty damn bad, and the the, the fact that they run a goofy 3-5 scheme mixes people up sometimes. But Lane Kiffin, offensive goat, he's he's got this, dude. I'm taking Ole Miss. At home, taking all this. Uh, next game up is number 14, Oklahoma, giving 11 at West Virginia. And I think I feel like we're going to go the same way here. I'd be shocked otherwise. I think Oklahoma beats their ass. I think Oklahoma's actually figured something out. Um, they're playing a lot better. I know we kind of talked about this last week, but last week kind of um, – you know, confirmed that they've they've figured it out to me, um, and I you know I think they're gonna I think they're gonna beat West Virginia's ass. I agree. Um, I although I think this is a is a weird game because I think West Virginia's defense is I mean I don't think they're they're pretty good this season. Uh, Hello. shockingly. Um, and I mean, we'll see if that holds up against, like you said, an Oklahoma offense that seems to have like figured it out. You got Lincoln Riley masterminding the whole thing. Um, if Oklahoma can avoid turnovers, I think they pretty comfortably win it. I have not watched Oklahoma since the Red River rivalry shootout bonanza. Um, so it's been a minute, but like you said, I think that Oklahoma State game kind of showed where they stand uh oklahoma state's like probably the third best team and well fourth best team in the big 12 but you know, they're in the middle of the pack and they got absolutely hammered i'm gonna go with oklahoma as well uh next game up and last game up is unranked lsu at number five texas a&m texas a&m giving 15 points at home uh, give me Texas A&M because I really don't, don't believe in LSU still. I really don't. Um, and I think Texas A&M sees something in front of them. I mean, they're, what are they, fifth in the playoff rankings? Yep. Um, realistically, I mean, they, I mean, they just need to take care of business and they're in a great position here, um, uh, to, to, to sleep, to, you know, make it in as the four seed. Um, yep. if, if Clemson, uh, beats Notre Dame here in the conference championship game. Um, I think that they have a legit, uh, you know, at least a puncher's chance at making it in as the four seed there. So uh, depending on how that game goes, obviously they have to take care of business. But um, you know, if they make it in, um, you know, if they continue to win, I, you know, I think they've got a good shot and. Um, they've got a lot to play for. LSU has basically nothing to play for, so. Uh, concur. And I think, actually, in my opinion, you can, you know, somebody, somebody may, uh, y'all may think I'm crazy on this. I think their better shot, I don't need, and maybe I misheard you, but I think their better shot is if Notre Dame wins a second time against Clemson. I think Clemson oh, have two losses. Great point. 
and no significant wins, they're out. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But so from what I but also a little fun fact, and, and I'd probably need to double up on research because this is from a random ACC fan account uh, on Seems Twitter. Legit. Seems legit. If, uh, but they said that uh, if Clemson, the, if the Clemson FSU game is not made up and Miami wins out, and plays the remainder of their games, Clemson wouldn't be eligible for the ACC title due to a game dip, dip to a game differently to a difference in games played. I don't know if that's true. If it is, that's insane and also massive for the uh, playoff picture. Dabo would complain until he died. I I think that's why he's been complaining for the past four days, Taylor. <laughs> I I can't wait. I really hope it happens. Honestly, screw him. If, yeah, if they get screwed out of that, that'd be hilarious. Um, a better guy. Yeah, truly, truly, what a winner. Um, but anyways, back to LSU, Texas A&M. I agree. I think the only thing that gives me pause on this game is the fact that A&M hasn't played in two weeks, is it? Yeah. So maybe you're a little rusty and, you know, you don't know if there are any holdouts, if there are any guys still in quarantine. I, I don't know the situation. Um, but overall, the team has everything to play for. They're right on the cusp of potentially backdooring, slipping through the back door into the playoffs. And uh, to do that, I think they need to not only beat everybody left on their schedule, they need to blow them out. Because I don't think it's like they have anybody like major left on their schedule. I agree. Um, so yeah, I think they're gonna come out and absolutely light. Yeah, it's it's um LSU, uh, Auburn, Tennessee. So no more ranked team or Auburn's ranked team. Assuming Alabama wins and covers this week, probably not ranked anymore, or if not on the cusp. But yeah, they need to come out and absolutely blow out LSU, and I think uh they cover uh pretty comfortably. A&M's been pretty as sa- pretty safe bet as far as covering the season barring the Alabama game. So uh, I think that continues this week, and they absolutely smash Ed Ogeron, especially at home. They definitely have one of the best home field advantages in COVID times. They seem to pack them in there, whatever that percentage is. They they do well with that percentage, whatever it may be. Um, but, yeah, that's – and then like we stated earlier, Alabama-Auburn, we both have Alabama covering – uh, I don't have the scores written down. I don't know if we really care to keep those, but we we each have a scoring of 50 piece. So uh, as my TV reminds me, Nick Saban is not coaching. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for us. Yeah, I think we're we're recording a shorter episode today. Um, a little midweek re- or midday recording. Uh, well, I guess two for you, noon for me. Um, and. Uh, Got to get uh, a little. Got to get a drink made. Get some stuff going before Thanksgiving to uh to uh get ready for the Bama hoops game tonight. Bama hoops, baby, let's go. And I don't want to listen. Knock on wood. I don't want to be this guy. But the same day Alabama Bama hoops starts the season, Nick Saban is diagnosed with COVID. So basketball for me a shit show. This year. That's Bama Oops in a nutshell. We get a good basketball season. What do we trade? Coach Saban can't coach the Iron Bowl. Look, man. There's trade-offs every day. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, 
Yeah, that's about anything, everything. You got anything else to add on? No, nah, I think that's it, man. All right. Well, uh, if you enjoy if you enjoy hearing us talk and you want to hear more, you can always follow us on our socials at Not So Experts on Twitter and Instagram. Taylor is tweeting free, like just just f- open thought tweets, just f- uh, stream of thought. That's what I was going for. Stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness tweets. Taylor's re- unleashing on the Twitter account. So go ahead and follow us there if you would like to see that or just tweet at him on the, on the Twitter account and uh, get involved. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And also uh, make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Google play, whatever it may be. Uh, and, if you don't like the podcast, don't give us a review. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Thanks. Um, five-star reviews only. That's all we got. Uh, hopefully, everything goes well Saturday, and we will be talking to you guys next Wednesday uh, with a, in a good mood. In a good mood. And two basketball games down in the season. We will have a recap on today's basketball game as well as Monday's basketball game. Cannot wait, most likely. Uh, But until next time, thank you all so much for listening, and roll tide. Roll tide. Rolling down a backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm on the wheel. Holding my lover with the other. A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night Couldn't feel better I'm together With my Dixieland delight Spend my dollar Park in a holler Make a little loving, a little turning up in on a Mason Dixon night. It's my life.